Today's episode is sponsored by one of my favorite rap labels, Front Row Regal. Started by my good friend Rock City Mark and legendary rapper Ito, they are the go-to for real hip-hop. Make sure to check out the whole team, including DJ Doo-Wop, Jay Black, Nice to Future, Boo Boo the Prince, Reno RX, You Ain't Even In Me Classa, and Oop Diggs. Follow Front Row Regal on all platforms and check out the new New York by Ito and DJ Doo-Wop out now. Yeah, yeah. I live in Massachusetts, but I'm always out in Rochester and uh, <laughs> Buffalo. I thought you were in Rochester. I didn't know you weren't. Uh, you weren't born in Rochester, right? Nah, nah. I, you know, to be honest, with you, I didn't. I didn't go to Rochester. I didn't start going to Rochester until I like met Spech. Like, I, I'm not from there. <laughs> Where are you from? I'm from Buffalo. Oh, okay. So it's so funny to me that Buffalo and Rochester are kind of like, they're not that far apart, but people no. really go in between them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is there like a rivalry? Is it like a bad, is it? No, it's just an hour away. Like, you know, so <laughs> yeah, no, I feel it's you. like an outskirt kind of. So yeah. <laughs> that's so funny. I did think you were, that's when I hit you when I was in Rochester. Cause I was like, <laughs> Oh, she's a trust. She's in Rochester probably, but no, you're in Buffalo. Nah, like I'm from Buffalo, but I live in Niagara Falls, which is like an outskirt of Buffalo. So yeah, I, I love Niagara Falls. Yeah, yeah, it's dope. It's cheap Except out here, it's quiet. Get a little wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's cheap and quiet out here. Are you into like? I'm probably not, but are you like a gambler in anything or anything? No. I don't like wasting money. <laughs> I don't either. All my friends like the sports betting, all that shit. They no, I like I don't like it. wasting money. My fiance was into that. Uh, he was into it like last season. He did a lot of sports betting, but he got disgusted with the money he lost. So he just was done with it. <laughs> I'm the same way. I hate losing money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not into wasting money. Yeah, I like gambling in good ways. Like I saw you own a salon. I own a barbershop. A barbershop. Like that's yeah. amazing. Well, it is a salon. It's like a barbershop slash salon. Yeah. That's awesome. How did that come into play? So my fiance, he's a barber. Um, and um, like we talked about it. We we came up with a plan. This was like coming like a little coming out of the pandemic. We had came up with a plan to open up a barbershop. Um, but um we just were looking for the right place. We was looking for the right place. And a lot of places we were seeing throughout the year, like 2021, they were either too far from where his clients is at, or it just wasn't an area where it's not really busy. So we came up with a plan. We had put some money aside, um, and uh, we just like spent the year looking for uh, looking for places. And when I was in, um, before I had went to Switzerland, we had went and seen the spot last year that was off of Elmwood near the old Children's Hospital in Buffalo. Seven One Six Premium was over there. It's like a nail shop over there. The Buffalo Kitchen is right on the corner. Like we're right in the middle of it, and um, we went to go see that spot. We loved it. We talked to um the people um as far as getting some paperwork in order for it. And we got the call when we were in Switzerland that we had got the spot. So um we came back, we went straight to work, got it done, uh, did like a grand opening in August. 
Um, and it was a big event. We had the mayor come out. Uh, the, uh, what is it? The Channel 4 News came out. Um, we shut the blog down, gave back kids. Um, we did like a give back for kids going to school, gave back some um, free school supplies and book bags and books. Um, we did free haircuts for all kids and adults. Um, but yeah, we, 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 we have been planning that out for like two years leading up to it. We just, um, it just took us finding the right spot in the right area. Yeah. That's incredible though. Yeah. That's, that's the reason I brought that up is the gamble. Like, that's what I like gambling on, like mm -hmm. real life things that. Yes. Not like a quick, oh, I can make a thousand dollars, but oh no, let me invest in merch or let me invest mm -hmm. in a business that honestly yes. is the only way that you can grow as an artist. Yes, that's the that's the right way to go. Like put your money towards something that's gonna secure some uh some um you know some long term money for you because like in this business anybody that's in it knows that the money isn't always as as frequent. So you know you got to secure some type of um you know monthly income for yourself. Yeah, that's what I'm learning. The farther I get into this, and I don't know if you feel the same way, is the more you people make the money off their investments. They don't make the money off of like the art they create. No, rarely. Like, unless like, um, you know, unless you're an artist that, you know, you don't put it out on DSPs and, and, you know, you, the fans got to come directly to you. Everything is directly through you. Um, you know, you, you can stand a chance of being, having a more lucrative return with that, but, um, you can make a good, you can make some good money off a stream off of a stream of money, but it's they 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 kind of rob us. So <laughs> they rob us off a stream of money. Like it's crazy. How do you feel about people who put their music out, keep their music like hidden almost? It's or nothing wrong with that. It just depends on the type of audience you have. Like those people who do that, they have probably an audience that supports them enough to where they can support themselves off of hiding their music and they're probably not really they most of them probably don't care about um you know uh reaching a broader audience um and it's nothing wrong with that if you have a, a legit fan base um you know I, it's some people who don't even have social media and, and yeah. for some reason they're still able to have a fan base and and the fan base like still supports them financially like which is crazy like but you gotta have some real supportive fans to do that and that's dope though to have people that support you that mm -hmm. much because you don't need that many people to really like make a living off of this so that's dope to do that. How many people do you think you need to really? If you got a hundred if you got a hundred people supporting you and spending money with you you can make it you can make a good. Uh, you can make a good living off of that. Really, <laughs> hundred people, a hundred solid people that spend their money with you. Every time you drop something, you can make a living off of that. I don't think people realize what views really mean because you see people with like, oh, I just watched this random video of like a dude walking down the street has forty million views, but people don't realize like. If you get 40 views, like when I started, when I got 40 views on an episode, that's 40 people who watched your thing. Like, mm -hmm. you shouldn't get discouraged by the low numbers. No, you shouldn't. I'm not discouraged by anything because I come from zero and one and two. Like, you know, and I gradually got here. I don't care about, like, if you compare numbers, you actually lose out on what, who's in front of you and what's in front of you. And you actually have some solid people that's supporting you, like. 
I, I was just saying this the other day to one of my friends. I was like, um, my YouTube channel has, I think it's like 12,500 subscribers. I remember I couldn't even crack five subscribers on YouTube. That was like the hardest platform to get subscribers on it. So to have that in a matter of two years is amazing to me. And I have people who actually watch my videos. I don't care if it's not a lot of people. Like I have people who subscribe to my channel and they're watching every time I drop something. Yeah. So that's amazing to me, even with social media, like Instagram. Like I remember I, I stayed at like 3000 followers for years. Um, and now I'm at 52,000. Like that's, that's amazing to me. I don't, I don't really care about anything else. Like the growth is what I pay attention to. Mm. And do you feel joy from that? Like hitting certain milestones? Yeah. Because like I said, I come from like when I first decided I wanted to take music serious, I didn't have anybody but my inner circle supporting me. Like I had people in the town, like I was doing a lot of shows. Like I was grinding in Buffalo for years. Um, and I had some support here, but, um, and I would travel and try to get my name out there, but I had a lot of hiccups traveling. Like, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I went to, um, I did shows in Queens. I did shows in Manhattan. I did shows in Atlanta. And, you know, I had a situation when I was in Atlanta, I got booed and I came really? back home. Like I got booed on stage in Atlanta at a show. <laughs> It was crazy. <laughs> were you were you affected by that, or were you like, nah, fuck this audience? Um, I was like, I kind of came back home, and I just was like, I was a little affected by it, because more so where I was like, okay, I'm gonna get this shit a break, because I I'm not really, I'm not seeing no money from it. It's kind of just, it's it's just, it's taking too much of my time, so I just chilled out from it, not for long. I think I had to stop going to the studio and stop writing for like four months. And I kind of was just doing my own thing. I was like, I can't, because I ain't seen no money off of it. I've been going hard for two years. I ain't seen no money. Then I just went out, spent all this money going out there. And I had to catch a bus out there. Like, you know, it, it was, I had to catch a Greyhound to Atlanta. I flew back. I caught a Greyhound out there. But, and you I'm like, I did all of this shit just to get booed. Yeah. You're like, I'm hopping a flight. I can't get booed in right back. On yeah, a I'm done. I'm <laughs> taking a break from this shit. <laughs> it's not for me. Those four months, did you miss it? Or were you like? I was kind of just over it. Like, you know, um, I always seen myself as a creator. Even when I wasn't putting music out, I still created music. But as far as just putting my energy and spending money on it, I was kind of over it at that point. Because I see you and I hope you see yourself. And I know a lot of people see you like where you are right now. And that's mm -hmm. like, damn, does that make... Can you put yourself back in that mindset of being like, I'm done with this shit? Does that seem like the same trajectory you're on now? Like, no, like, um, I'm, I'm all in now. Like, you know, for me, I haven't felt like that before. Like, as far as just done with it, like I haven't felt like that before, um, in a while, but, um, no, I keep going now. Cause it's like, okay, I got me a break. I can't stop. So I keep yeah. going. Like, you know, even like, okay, 2021, I took, I, I didn't drop any music that whole year, but I was working on music. But um, that year I kind of was like, not really in the best creative space. So um, I wouldn't say I, I was, I was done with music, but I just kind of was like, let me find some other stuff outside of music to kind of like get me motivated to create music. 
Yeah. Um, and that's when I started doing like, you know, really tapping into business, the business side um, and building um, some some financial streams for myself outside of music and not being so dependent on music. Um, because when everything only comes out of this, uh, I kind of got a little drained with the musics for a while. So that year, I kind of just stepped outside of the box. And then I got motivated from doing other things. And it brought me back to creative space and music. How do you find your muse? I mean, it's no set formula I have. It's just... um. For me, it's life. I may have something that happened in my life, uh, a situation, and um, for me, I speak about it. I speak. That's that gives me that puts me in a creative space to speak about it in my music. Recently, um, I've been tapping more full time into production. Um, I'm producing my next LP that's coming out this summer, and I'm not just like getting on putting. Put some headphones on, get on my program and making loops and putting drums on it. No, I'm actually adding elements to my beats. So that put me in a creative space. Um, and that helps me find inspiration to write, to perform. Um I'm I'm exploring, I'm different, I'm lift I'm listening to different music too. I'm listening to um like some jazz fusion, some experimental shit like I'm listening to different shit outside of just what I normally would listen to and it's putting me in a better creative space and giving me the inspiration do you feel more fulfilled producing than uh rapping it goes hand in hand because like when I'm when I'm in a good creative space producing that puts me in a a, a space where okay I'm motivated to rap now um because that's usually a lot of times that's another thing too like you can lack motivation when you're not getting production that motivates you to rap. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and I've 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 been through that, but um me just me producing for myself, I know what I want to rap over, I know what I want to hear. So for me, that's the best space for me to be in is to just make my own beats. Like my friend's been telling me for years, just rap over your own beats. Stop waiting on the right beat to come. You you know what you want to hear, so just make it for yourself. So like it took me sitting back and actually becoming a student again because I was producing before I was rapping, but I I you know I, I I tapped in recently into some different elements of producing and that's like I said added instrumentation um you know when I'm when I'm sample digging not just sample digging for a loop but sample digging for sounds um you know uh, giving giving my beats a different type of noise to it. Mm -hmm. Do you? So you said you produced before you, you produced first. Mm -hmm. At what age? I started at fifteen. Okay, why? I had I was um, I had a friend in high school. He gave me his uh his Fruity Loops program, and I kind of was just I was like a uh, a curious kid, so I kind of um. I was just playing around with the program. I didn't have a keyboard or anything. I was doing this all all off of my laptop keyboard, just punching in notes and and I learned how to like use different plugins, like a guitar plugin. Like I remember that was the first plugin I used in there. It's like the guitar preset they have in there. And I made my own guitar loop um and just put some drums over it. <laughs> and um 
And, you know, that was kind of like my introduction to it. And I liked the way it sounded. And I was like, okay, I like this. And I just kind of became addicted after that. It was funny before you said becoming a student again. Because, mm-hmm. like, when you start whatever creative path you're on, I feel like you you just want to gain all the knowledge. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then you get a certain point where you're like, I've done this long. And, like, you kind of, I'm like... I just, I want to be like, I just want to be set. Like I want to just, this is what I know. And this is what I'm going to move forward. Mm -hmm. But that's not how growth works. No, it takes a lot of patience. Like I, I had to learn music taught me, um, being an artist taught me how to be more patient because, um, I remember even when I first met Spesh, um, he used to always tell me how important it is as an artist to build momentum for a project. Um, if it's if it's your project that you want the people to hear, you have to build momentum for that, you know. And um, you know, he taught me different ways to build momentum. Drop projects in between that to warm people up and promote it for years to come. Like you can promote one project for years and drop little teasers in between. Like you know, don't starve your fans. Give them something to hold them over. Um, but I didn't understand that because like before him. I used to just record something and drop it the next day or the day of. So um, it taught me patience because um, like my album, I had a whole album done when I met special and I was trying to put it out. And he was like, nah, it, it, it sound dope, but it's not done yet. And the people don't know who you are, so you can waste music like that. So mm-hmm. give them something to warm them up. And um, I learned how to be a lot more patient on that side of it. How does How does like all right, this album that you have dropping what in two days or something, it'll be out by the time this drops, but the one with big ghost, mm-hmm. I feel like that is it because it's like your project with big ghost. You can like just announce it week of. Yeah. I mean, it's with big ghosts. We, I mean, that's really like how he does his rollouts. I've been trying. I'm just kind of like doing a trial and error to see if that rollout will work for me Mm -hmm. Um, because I've never done a rollout like that before. So I'm going to see like more trial and error for me again, like to see if that rollout will work for me. But that's usually how he does his rollouts. And um, like with the Big Ghost album, um, you know, it's uh, it was a project when I was in 2021 when I had... um, you know, I was coming off of my 2020 drop of my Apollo album. I did that 12, did the album was special. And um, I was looking for, um, I was working on an album, I was working on Food for Thought, but I was kind of in the mood to just rap. So I hit Big Ghost up and asked him for a pack. He sent me something like months later. It had like eight beats in there. And um, I was in the house quarantining because I had COVID. And um he sent me the beats and I just played them on my speaker and I just wrote all my, I wrote all my verses um, in like a week. That whole, I was, cause this is when you used to have to quarantine for two weeks. So I was in a house for two weeks. So I just ended up writing all my bars and recorded all of them that week. And then I sent them out to my peoples, put their verses on there. And um, I kind of was just in the mood to rap. Like I, I wanted to rap and I was intending on putting that out before I put out food for thought, but it didn't end up working out that way. A lot of it is because, um, the album got pushed, the project with me and Big, Co- Big Ghost got pushed back because I was waiting so long on features. And then I had other stuff lined up that I had to get out, you know, at on those dates that we had set, you know. So, um, you know, the fact that we finally get to push it out, put it out, but 
it's coming out at a at a good time because I have some really dope projects coming out this year. So, you know, um, you know, I like feeding the fans. Like a lot of my fan base, sometimes they like to just hear me rap. Sometimes they like to hear me, um, you know, the introspective side of Shay. And you know, other times they like to hear, um, you know, the story the storytelling side of Shay. Like you know, but I like to give them options. That's why I drop multiple projects a year. And this is this is gonna. Satisfy the fans that just like to hear me rap. It's wild that you hit him up for beats because I've had on most of the people he's put albums out with, and uh, I feel like that's not how it usually happens. That just mm -hmm. attests to how dope you are as an artist. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he definitely, I, I definitely reached out though. Like, if I'm if I'm <laughs> trying to work, I'm gonna reach out. I don't have no shame in that. Like, I want, I'm gonna reach out every. Every person, like even on this LP I have coming out this summer, like every person you're gonna hear on here, I reached out to them to work, and um, yeah, I got busy. <laughs> I think that that goes back to the student thing. You just can't be scared, like to mm. go after what you want. Mm -mm. No, I, I like to if I and because I Big Ghost is really dope. I remember when he did his album with Special. I was still new. Um, and I was still like new into this, like this, I would say this underground uh scene. And um we were in Rochester and he played the beat because I'm on that album with Spech. Um and um we all were just like sitting there writing our verses and we all took turns going to the booth, killing it. Um, but I remember when Spech did his album with Big Ghost, and I thought that album was crazy. Yeah. So I was like, Yeah, I gotta work with I gotta work with him one day. I gotta get with him. But I had so much going on that year, so I was like, I gotta get this. Once I get the Apollo album out and I get my, you know, my my self-produced EP out, I'm definitely gonna hit Ghost up. It's wild that he's a person that no one even like knows who he is. If we're talking yeah. about ways that you promote yourself, like his character yeah. is so wild. I didn't know none of this existed. Like it's so crazy. <laughs> I remember when I was working on Thriller the Hunt 2 was special. Uh, you know, that was a tape me and him put out. He produced it and I had, um, you know, we worked on that. Yeah. And um, I remember I was like, he was telling me, yeah, I got some money for you from a vinyl, vinyl deal. I said, vinyls? <laughs> he was like, yeah, if you will buy vinyls. I was like, I was really floored by that. I didn't think people, like, I, I got introduced by, with I got introduced by special to that shit because I didn't know people still buy, buy vinyls. Like, I didn't know that was a thing. And it was some good money that, you know, these artists are making off of vinyl deals. So I was shocked by that, you know. So that was like, I'm like, okay, it's some real money in this in this scene. You just got to play your cards right. But mm -hmm. you don't got to go sign a deal to make any money. I didn't know any of this, though, until I got around special and really started seeing and studying the game. And I'm just like, okay, like, you don't, you don't need a deal for none of this shit. Okay, so I can make the music I want to make. Why do you think people hold knowledge like that? And I don't just mean in your art form, because I feel it in mine too with podcasting or with stand-up. It's like, once yeah. you figure out how it really works, you're like, why is there no one talking about this? Like, Yeah, I don't know. Like, But when I figured it out, I was couldn't tell me nothing. Cause, because <laughs> for me, I have a certain sound. Like, um, I have, a you know, like, like most artists, um, you have your niche. And for me, I felt like, damn, okay, at some point I'm going to have to, uh, you know, do some different shit in order to make some real money. And, you know, me, I come from the era of just rapping, no hook, just do your thing. And I love that shit. I like 
I like the. I like the uh like the show like for example like the album I did with Apollo. I like what I love about my creative process with that is that it challenged me. Um, you know, it's a good challenge for me. But like I said, I come from the era of just rapping, just spitting hard bars on beats, on hard ass beats. Yeah. No hooks and just doing your thing. But I didn't think that it was a way to make any money off of doing that. You know what I'm saying? I don't I didn't think it was a way to make any money off of that. But once I seen that, I'm like, okay. All right. That's why the first project that a lot of people probably heard of me in this lane was the Thrill of the Hunt 2 one. And I'm just rapping. Then I came um, with Juno and then I gave y'all, I gave him um, As God Intended. And then I came with After 12, Food for Thought. But I'm, you know, I'm switching it up. I'm, I'm having fun, but I'm also giving you some, you know, some shit to, to leave with. So um, I didn't think it was a way to make money because I'm listening to what's what's on the radio and what you know, what is, what's getting people deals. And I'm just like, man, this is just not me. I don't, I don't, I just feel like that should be goofy as hell. Me trying to do all of that shit. So yeah. Do like the, pop, the pop route and shit. Yeah. It just was me trying to just me seeing that. Okay. I can make money off of doing and making the music that I want to make and that I like to make. Yeah. It's I, I try to think about that too, where it's like, I could have prepared clickbaity questions that like, we'll get, but that's not the conversation I want to have. Like when I messaged you, I just want to have like a regular ass conversation. Like I have nothing prepared. We're just going however yeah. the conversation takes us. And then I think about it in other fields like restaurants. Mm. Like if you have a dream to be a chef, you don't want to create a McDonald's. No. You want to no. have your own farm to table, small restaurant that will survive and be great, but it's not going to reach the masses of like a fucking Chili's or something, you know? Exactly. Like it's like, and and that's the beauty of art that like there's no like what well, art it shouldn't be no restrictions on it like oh you got to have okay you got to have the uh the intro then the hook and then i mean uh the intro then the verse then the hook then the first then the ending like it's just so structured and i'm just like free me from that like cuz i'm i'm just i just want to i just want to create whatever mood i'm in if i throw a beat on if i'm just in a if if I'm just in a mood to rap, I just want to be able to do that, but still, um, you know, monetize off of it. So do you um, see that shit is different, like the introspective Che versus the storytelling versus the rapping? Like, are those different versions, or in your mind, are those just all you? It's all me, but they're different versions because they they take a different they take a um a different uh effort from me like storytelling um storytelling and introspective shay um a lot of times i gotta think about it it takes uh it takes a lot out of me it takes me to a place where i gotta reflect on things i don't like reflecting on um to give that side of me you know but the shade that just gives you bars, you know, I just i i do that on the regular <laughs> so mm -hmm. you know that doesn't take as much as the introspective side side of Shay takes, you know? Yeah. Well, that's, that's what I asked. That's what I meant when I asked about the muse before is like, is it hard to get to the place of hurt to create? Um, you know, with, when I was working on food, with the, I got a song on there called communion and, um, I had, I was coming off of, uh, my little brother was murdered um in may of 2021 and i was coming off of just dealing with that when i created that song and 
you know, because it was so fresh still, I was able to talk about it um, the way I, you know, the way I talked about it on that, on that song and just how my emotions, they were still fresh. So that's how I was able to create that song. Um, you know, songs like Daddy's Girl and, and um, you know, songs where I'm, I'm talking about real life experiences, things that I've been through. Um, a lot of times I, it may be something that a lot of times they're fresh experiences. That's why I'm able to reflect on them and the emotions are the way they are in the song. Mm -hmm. Is that what made you take a break in 2021? You just need. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I, because my, my plans for 2021 was to just, I had like at least three projects I was ready to drop in 2021. Um, but when I, when my brother had got killed, um, I had to take like two months off because I had to, my brother was living in Virginia at the time. So I had to um, go to Virginia and uh, take care of some things with his, like with his place, like me and my family, we had to go down there and take, take care of some things with his apartment, um, you know, funeral arrangements and everything, like making sure everything was, was set. So um, that took a lot of time out, you know, and then when I came back, when I finally came back home, um, you know, I just wasn't in the mood to really rap. So, like, I was just traveling, just going to different places. Like, you know, in the States, I just was going to different places, laying out on the beach, trying to get some peace. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, that was a lot of reason why I didn't drop 2021, because, like, I just was dealing with that, you know? And coming off of that, when you're dealing with stuff like that, it's not always easy to be in a creative space. No, and I don't think people realize that. I think people separate the art from the artist. Mm-hmm. And they don't realize that things outside of the art will affect the person's creative process. Yeah. Like, that's why, like, when I'm, I got this thing now, like, I don't, I don't, I don't um, consume social media too much. Like, I, I get my, I get my maybe like 20, 30 minutes of, you know, doing what I got to do on there, whether it's promoting anything I have coming out, uh, maybe interacting with a couple fans and then I'm off for the, for the day. And I may get off for like a week if I don't have anything to talk about, but um, I don't sit and scroll anymore because um, I used to allow social media to consume me. Like um, things that I would see on social media, it could be a thousand people supporting me, but I got like three people in the comments saying some negative shit. And now I'm arguing with three people, like instead of just acknowledging that it's a thousand people that's, you know, so, and I realized that that comes down, um, you know, most artists get to that place when they're consuming too much social media. So that's why I'm just like, okay, let me get off of here. Yeah, you don't think about it like a drug in the way that when you get more popular on social media, you're getting those dopamine hits. Like you're getting those mm. like, oh shit, this many people are watching me. Or, oh, mm. Like going back to the numbers talk, like it literally feels like a drug, but then you don't realize just like every other drug, there's downsides for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's downsides to it. So like, but a lot of that, cause it's not like I care about what they're saying. It's just, um, you know, when you, most artists go through this, especially in underground land, they argue with, with haters, like, you know, or trolls. But I feel like that comes down, or at least for me, it just, I'm consuming too much social media when I'm letting things like that bother me, mm -hmm. you know? So you got to just take a break from it. <laughs> Are you a tough critic on your own work? Yes, 100%. Like, I have projects that I wish, like, I was just saying this the other day, I have projects that I'm like, damn, I could have went harder right there. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely my, my, my worst critic. Do you go back and listen to your older stuff? 
Yeah, not all of it. Like, um, there's a couple I can go back and listen to. There's some that I don't, that I can't go back and listen to. And that's the ones where I'm just like, a lot of it is because I may have heard something and I'm just like, dang, I could have went harder right here or I could have fixed this or, you know, so. Yeah. Do you but have a favorite for, project of your own? Um, As God Intended, After 12. Those are like my, I would say those are the ones I revisit the most out of my catalog and play the most. Um, Like I play, I play Food for Thought a lot, but like As God Intended and After 12, I play those a whole lot. You want to start releasing more projects a year? You said three this year? I have three this year. Yeah, I have, Um, you know, me and Ghost are dropping Friday. I have an LP I'm self-producing. It's coming out this summer. And um, me and Love, me and Love the Genius are working on an album. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I love, oh, I can't wait to hear that. I, I love Love. Yeah, yeah, she's dope as hell. <laughs> she is dope as hell. I was literally just thinking about her because... That's the only podcast I did when I went on tour with Griselda, the opening mm-hmm. day of Chicago. We did one right before the first show. Mm-hmm. That's still one of my favorites. Yeah, me and her, we got an album. It's like almost done, actually. It sounds sounds amazing. <laughs> Sounding crazy. How'd you guys meet Link Up? We've been like just trading text messages and like um, Instagram DMs for, for a few years now. But I didn't really like start meeting up with her until maybe like a year or two ago. Um, I think I can't remember the first time I met her, but um, yeah, we just been trading. I used to send her beats. Just crazy. I just thought about that. I used to send her beat packs. Um, like this was like maybe 2018, 2019. Oh wow. Um, yeah. Um, and then we just started. We just got cool from there. Um, and we've just been trading text messages, DMs, and stuff like um, and um. I forgot like how the project came about because I think we just was kind of talking. We but we was talking about linking up. We had linked up a, a few times, but we just didn't work on anything. We just was like kind of just like vibing. And then um like late last year we finally linked up and started working on like we worked on the first two songs, and then after that we just was like, okay, we gotta keep going. This shit is hard. <laughs> it's cool how upstate fucks with each other so much, no matter what. <laughs> I mean. Trust me, I'm not from there, so I don't know the interworkings or whatever. Yeah. But it seems like that's what's making it become such a powerhouse is that everyone will just. Yeah, because a lot of us, a lot of us knew. I mean, not all of us. Like, I knew Benny before he signed with Griselda, like, but a lot of us, like, you know, more so like um, Griselda and even like Trust, you know, because, you know, Special was linked with Benny West, Conway. He's been knowing them for years. You know, we've known each other before all of this. So, you know, the only person I knew before was Benny. Like, me and Benny did music together before he signed to Griselda. Oh, really? Yeah. When did you take yourself seriously? I would say um, I, I, I count, like, when I started spending money on music, I, I, that's when I count when I started taking serious. So I was probably, like, 20. I was, like, 20, 19, 20. Where did you think your career trajectory would go? I didn't know, to be honest with you, because like for years, I just was like, um, it's a hobby. I'm not making any money off of it. So it's really a hobby, but I was spending more money and putting more money into it than I was making back. So I just looked at it like maybe I can build a fan base locally up enough to where 
okay, I get a local fan base and then just make, you know, I can make, if I can make like a good five to, five to 8,000 a month off of just a local uh, or regional fan base, you know, I'll be fine with that. Like that kind of was like my thing. Really? I kind of had that plan. You saw it smaller scale than where you're at. Yeah, because I just didn't, because like I said, I didn't know that you can make money off of it without getting a deal. And um, what everything I was hearing on the radio and just like how I seen the industry, the, the where they was leaning, I just was like, I don't fit into that shit. So I'm just going to do me and kind of, um, you know, just, uh, you know, hope I garner a fan base from that. And I started doing that. Like I had a look, I had like, you know, a small margin of people who actually knew who I was. Like I said, I was going out to Queens and doing a show there every like two weeks. I was driving out to Queens and doing shows there. Oh, wow. He used to be a promoter there. Uh, he, uh, rest in peace. His name was Joan Jones. And um, he used to book me for shows. Like he was a promoter out in Queens. He used to just book me for shows. And I'll come through and perform. I'll be driving out to, to the city like every two weeks doing a mm -hmm. show out there for him. So, um, and then it started getting to the point where he was starting to pay me for the shows. So I was getting a little money off of that. And then um, I ended up catching a break because, um, what the hell is his name? I forgot the one guy name. Um, uh, DJ Self. He was at the club I was performing at one night. And um, he invited me um, on his show that he had on, uh, what was that, Power 105. And I went up there and I did a freestyle and, you know, I had got some looks from that. Then when I linked up with Spesh, that's when things started click kicking into, you know, full gear for me. Yeah. I was listening to other interviews with you, so I don't want, I know the whole, like, you messaging Spesh type. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? I don't need to. Yeah. Was that someone, how did you knew, how did you know that you guys were going to click? Like, how did you know that was the person to connect yourself to? Um... I've been a fan of Spesh. Like, this is the thing. That's why I say, like, you know, if you build enough fan base, a good regional fan base, you you can make a living off of it. Because Spesh was like, I was living in the Falls, and Spesh was a big artist out here in the Falls. A big artist. A really big artist upstate. He was selling out shows up here. So um, I was a fan of him already. But, um, like, um, when I hit him up, I think really just, like, he immediately hit me back. And we talked on the phone and it's like he already had like a plan for me. He's like, you came at the right time. You hit me up at the right time. And me and my cousin, we drove out to um, we drove out to his studio out in um, Rochester. And just like the first meeting I had with him, he had a plan. He was like, OK, I'm going to put you on this Son of G rap album and we're going to put you out a project. We're going to build the momentum for your album. It's like he had a plan. like, And he was giving me a lot of jewels early, you know, so um it was just the plan he had for me. Like, you know, that really, that's really what stole it for me. Um, and I just, it just felt like family. Like, you know, everybody from trust treated me like little sis, you know, yeah. um, from the, from the gate. So, you know, I just felt more, I just felt comfortable. So, you know, that's, that's what really inspired me to make that move. It's like an energy thing. Yeah. You just feel it. Like, you know, I feel like, um, like it felt like big bro, little sis, you know, it just mm. felt like, and I get, like I said, he was giving me jewels that I couldn't get from nobody else. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't getting from other people. Like, and it was actually like just opening my eyes to some shit. And then also like, you know, one thing that really, uh, really, uh, 
you know, I respected about Spech was he never was trying to sign me or keep me captive as an artist. Cause like, I never, you know, I never, I never was like officially like an artist of his, as far as paperwork goes, he always was like, I want to give you an opportunity, you know, like we family, of course, like with trust, but it's like, I want to give you an opportunity and you build your own empire from there. You always push for me to be my own boss. And I respected that because a lot of people in situations like that will take advantage of people, especially if they don't know the business. So I respected that about him. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like I weighed the trust flag forever. That's my bro forever because he put me in a position that I don't think nobody else would have. Um, and he taught me how to build my own. He, he pushed me to get my own label, put stuff out under my own label. I'm gonna give you the I'm gonna give you an opportunity and a platform to do it, and then you fly and spread your wings from there. And I respected that because I don't think a lot of people would ever. I don't I don't know anybody that would do do no shit like that. He wasn't hiding the knowledge. No, he wasn't trying to gatekeep or anything from me. Like he he gave me all the jewels, and I knew it was up to me. Now, if anything went wrong that's my fault it's not on him like you know he put me in that position to hold myself accountable for anything that goes wrong in my career and i respect that you know because now i'm in a position where i have you know i'm putting out projects like the big ghost album is coming out under my label everything i'm dropping this year is coming out under my own label oh Rhea, congratulations that's dope as fuck. i appreciate that so like this is all ownership i have full ownership of everything you know and you know it's not a lot of a lot of artists who have the luxury of of being able to do that, especially, you know, with me being so early still in my career. Um, I'm building and I'm making my own rules. I'm setting my own standards, but he inspired all of that. And that's, I think I, I do see a lot of artists that want something like that and then just think mm -hmm. it'll all be given to them afterwards. Mm -hmm. It's so really- You gotta take some sacrifices in the beginning. You gotta sacrifice in the beginning. But yeah. the goal should be, the goal should always be to own your own catalog. You know, in the beginning, you're not going to have the luxury of doing that. But I put in enough work over these past three years to where now I'm in a position where I can put out stuff and own it 100% myself. And, you know, to have somebody like special who, who pushed me from the beginning to make that the end goal, like I'm going to give you these opportunities, but that should be the end goal for you to own your own shit so like you know that's 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 that was dope that was that got a lot of respect for me that's beautiful and also the thing you saying like if anything goes wrong it's on you yeah and how you say it's really cool to hear you say like i'm still at the beginning of my career because mm -hmm. i would say peers might think that they are like peaking and that's why they'll fall off when you're like, no, I just want to keep pushing. I want to keep growing. Like it's all yeah. up, it's on my back, which I think is the only mentality you can have if you want to push forward. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta stay hungry. Like, um, should never get comfortable. Like you should never get comfortable. Um, it's just, but you know, I say it all just depends on what your goals are. Like I, I, I have bigger goals than where I'm at now where I'm at is, progress from three years ago but mm -hmm. i'm not just stopping here because i still have more to go yeah like i was talking to benny a few maybe like a month or so ago and he was just talking about like he talks like he's at the beginning of the game 
Like if mm-hmm. we talk to him, he's kind of like, this next shit I'm going to put out is really going to like put eyes on me. It's going to put me on mm-hmm. the map. And that's cra- like, that's why he's going to keep pushing forward is because he still sees himself at like not where he wants to be, even though most people would see him as the, the pinnacle of this. But that's how you got to be. That's the key to this shit. Like you have to be that way. You got to stay hungry. You can't look at it like, you got to stay humble too. Like you got to, you can't look at it because somebody in Benny's position could easily, you know, let a lot of that shit get to their head and just be like, oh, I'm, I, I made it. I'm, I'm done. I'm a legend. Uh, you know, fuck yeah. You know, even though Benny is a legend, but he keeps that, that humbleness because that keeps him hungry. Like, and, in reaching, you know, for more. So, and that's just like how I've always been. Like, you know, I'm nowhere near where Benny is at right now, but um, I know that even when I do get to that place, I'm, st- I'm going to have the same mentality I have now. Like, yeah. you no, know, I'm still in the beginning. <laughs> it's still, were, I'm just started. Were you born with hunger or do you think you acquired it over time? No, I was born with this. Cause like, I've been a kid. I've been, I've been, uh, a hustler since a kid like I, I always found the way uh anything I not even just about money but anything I wanted to do I, I I set my mind to it and I didn't give up so um I didn't give up till I figured it out and then when I figured it out that's when I figured out how to make money off of it and I've been like that my whole life you know like I always been a music head I used to do little things when I was in middle school <clears throat> this is when uh um lime wire was a thing and um my mom had just bought a computer and um i uh you know me just loving music i'm like well hey i can get y'all i can get y'all cds with all the unreleased and newest music and i used to really have a pitch for these people for my for my you know my friends in school and tell them i get you the hottest cd the hottest mix cd because that was a thing back then mix cds and sometimes oh, you couldn't yeah i would I, I would go to this little like uh dominican like uh, corner store and they'd have all the cds just like oh uh, man up, like a cd but you don't don't find don't let you find don't you know you find a, a fire mix cd that got all the right songs on there you're gonna play that shit till it break that's but, how I found I, everyone you know <laughs> like, yeah so i used to have a pitch like yeah i get you the hottest unreleased Lil wayne songs <laughs> i had a pitch for them and um i used to go home make the cd come bring it to school and sell it for like two dollars a pop like i'm like in seventh grade doing this so i'm coming home like you know i'm selling it to kids in my class other class so I'm coming home with like 50 bucks at, you know, seventh grade, 50, $70. That's a lot of money to come home with. Like, that is. So, <laughs> so I'm, I'm doing this. I did this for a minute until I broke my mom's computer and she got pissed. Cause you know, line where I put viruses in your computer. Yeah, so like, <laughs> to be like, you fucked her computer. I bet. Yeah. I fucked this shit up. But, um, I've been, a, I've been, a, I've been a hustler. Like I, I love music. I found a way to incorporate and make some money off of that. Like I, you know, I just anything I love to do. I used to love to draw, so like I used to charge people, um, you know, a few dollars to draw a picture for them. Do you still? Nah, I haven't done it in years. I want to get back into it. Like you know, probably like when I, I plan on taking some time off from music, um, just to kind of like um, I'm gonna flood the scene for a couple years, and I'm gonna take some time off to um, focus on other things outside of it. Re, uh, you know, recharge my batteries, then come back with some shit. And in that time, when I take a little time off, I'm probably gonna start, you know, tap back into the drawing. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, I feel like that would go crazy. That's like, mm-hmm. it's cool. You want to do everything yourself, like the producing, the rapping. Like, imagine yeah. if you designed your own album cover. 
that'll be higher. I actually like the. I, I don't think I'm gonna go with it though. But like my Lotus Child for the for the album dropping, um, this summer, I I did like my own graphic design. Like I got a, I had did a photo shoot and I did the graphic design behind it. But I'm thinking, I'm, I think I'm gonna just end up getting somebody else to do it because, uh, it's not where I want it to be. But that's a trait. That's a, that's something I could pick up myself too. I'm gonna even learn how to mix my own music because I I do like mixes pretty good, but it's not good enough to where I'm satisfied with it afterwards. So I'm still trying to figure out what I'm missing with that piece, but yeah. I'm going to do all of that. What's the name of the project you're fully producing? If you've been Lotus, Lotus, Lotus Child. Child. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Can you say who's on it? No, I can't say. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta keep some surprises. But, um, I understand. It's I definitely feel it's gonna be somebody asking music questions because that's not even what this is. Yeah, I can't say who's on it, but I'll say um one person that's on it is somebody that like my fan base has been asking me to work with for a long time. So, um yeah, we're that that person is definitely gonna be on it. That's dope. Yeah. How did you? I I do have to add last music question. How did you get? How did you work with Apollo? How did that come together? He hit me up. Like he, this was after I dropped the project with Spesh. This is the uh the thrill of the hunt project. He hit me up in like 2019 and was like he was a fan. I I thought and he said he wants to lock in. I thought he was just gonna send me a beat to do a song. He's like, no, I don't. You know, I do full projects. I do full albums. So he gave me his number and I called him and we just we just chopped it up. And he said, you know, he wanted to do a project. He said he already had the beats cooked up. I was like, oh, shit. So a couple months after that, we, you know, we took care. Um, I, I think a couple months after that, we were on the phone and he was playing some of the beats to me over the phone. Then he had finally sent me the first pack. And and I was like, OK, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a good challenge for me. Like I said, that album challenged me. That's why it sounds the way it does, because. It was an album that really challenged me to, um, in a different way creatively. Who would you want to produce a full project for? I want to produce for Special, <laughs> Special Rance, <laughs> like a whole project. But um, I would love to do uh, a joint for Love. Like Love, for the most part, she she's wrapped over two of my beats. So like she 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 likes my production and um, she sounds good over it and. Um, I'm gonna possibly do some something else with her. So I would love to do a whole joint with her. I would love to produce a joint for um for Conway. I think that'd be dope. Yeah. Like just dope. yeah, I think because Conway, um, he's uh he's like one of my favorites out right now. And I feel like Conway, uh he's he fits, he sounds good over over everything to me, like, you know. And um, I would love to do something with him, like a producer project for him. Just sidebar, I love that Conway signed artists like Love the Genius and Jay Ski. Yes. That yes. makes like that's just it's really dope to see that type of music out of the area too. Like you have your own sound out of the area. There's a lot more than just like mm -hmm. it's yeah. really cool. It's it's just how yeah, it, it is. Trust it's like you bring your own sound. Yeah, yeah, bringing your own sound. Yeah, like, and, you know, bringing your own sound, like, even, like, on my, my LP that I'm producing this summer, like, um, like, I have my own sound. Like, a lot of it, because, like I said, I've been producing sounds since I was 15. I've experimented with different sounds. Like, my first beats weren't boom-bap beats. They were, like, more commercial-sounding beats. Um, but I kind of, like, maybe around 2015, 2016-ish, I had a friend um, who... Like he's a he's like a hip hop purist. He um 
like helped me refine my sound. And I was able to incorporate the mainstream sounding shit that I love and the soulful shit and put it in within the boom bap, but still give it that commercial feel. And um, I realized that those are my favorite type of beats to rap over. So I kind of just built off of there. But like my my project that I'm putting out this summer is really just I'm just it's just really dope can be uh, beats composed of sounds that I love to rap over. That's awesome. Do you enjoy the mainstream stuff or do, do you yeah. not, do you enjoy listening to it, too? Hell I mean, yeah, that's all. I listen to that more than other than you know believe it or not i listen to that more than i listen to any underground shit like i listen yeah. to but it's mainly um i listen to more so like r&b um if i'm trying to get in a creative space i'm listening to like um i'm listening to um like i said like some jazz fusion i'm listening to, to just what are the jazz music. artists you listen to i fuck with some jazz um i was listening list? i was listening to um what was the guy name uh I forgot the group he he was in. It was Monster something, but his name is Zap Zap something. I don't. I forgot his name. Hmm. First with a Z. Frank Zappa. Yes, him. Yes, yes. I was listening, just listening to him, just trying to get some inspiration, and he has some different cool sounds. So I like the different um, sounds, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but um, yeah, he's just somebody. I was actually just listening to him last night. Um. <laughs> Uh, it's a jazz fusion album that he did um, that I thought was really dope. Um, you know, I, I one of my favorite producers in, of all time is Madlib. Madlib put out a uh, a beat ta- a beat tape, and um, it has a lot of jazz fusion sounds on there. It doesn't even sound like hip hop beats. <laughs> it's just like a bunch of jazz uh, fusion different sounds in there. I was listening to that last night, and I thought that was dope. Um, so yeah, it's just kind of like listening to shit that's outside of the norm. Would you ever do something like that? Yeah, hell yeah. That's why I'm um like I said, I'm 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 spicing up my sound. Like I'm learning how to incorporate that shit. Cause like I would incorporate that shit and do it in a way to where, okay, my style with that style, mixed in with that style with that style. But um, hell yeah, I would love to do something like that. I have a beat tape I'm working on. Hopefully oh, I can put it out this year, but I'm 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 I have a B tape I'm working on. A fourth project this year. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully. I'm gonna see how it feels. <laughs> but uh yeah, I don't wanna just put see my thing was I don't wanna just put any rent. I just don't I don't wanna just put random beats on there. I wanna actually make like like a cohesive beat tape that sounds like like some real unorthodox shit and mm. and and really put that shit out. That's dope as hell. Thank you for doing this. It really was an honor to sit down and talk. I've been such a big fan for a long time. Of course. We got to link up in person one of these well, days. You did a show in Massachusetts, and I literally didn't know about it until the next day someone posted. <laughs> I was like, motherfucker. Like, I was so <laughs> mad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Facts. I'm going to be traveling around this whole year. Like, you know, I think Spesh got some shit out there, too. So um yeah, I'm you gonna just be killed that show in Boston. That was dope. Yeah, show. yeah, that was yeah. Awesome. Oh yeah, he, okay. So that was his last his show he did last week. Okay, so mm-hmm. yeah, I'll be out there soon. You know, like I'm, yeah, I'm definitely I'm tapped in with some people out there. Um, so like we're trying to turn those shows that I've been coming out. That's my second year coming out there working with those same promoters. So I'm trying to make it an annual thing. So yeah, I'll definitely be out there soon. That'll be dope. But anyway, mm-hmm. thank you so much for doing this. Uh, where can people find you? 
Um, Twitter, Instagram, um, Shay underscore nor C H E underscore N O I R. Um, my YouTube, subscribe, Shay Nor. Um, follow me on Facebook, Shay Nor. And go in. get your new album with Big Ghost. Yes, nor never. Go get that. Produced fully by Big Ghost. If you're looking for just good bars, uh who's on know, that? this'll be out after it drops, but who is on that? Um, Planet Asia, Sky Zoo, Lot of Genius, Flea Lord, 38 Spesh, and Ransom. Damn, that's a that's a lineup right there. Yeah, yeah. So and everybody rapping. Everybody is rapping. Sounding good. <laughs> I can't wait to hear that. But anyway, thank you so much for your time and doing this. I really appreciate, appreciate you. It. Appreciate you. Of course. I'll let you know when I release it and everything. Okay. All right, got you. Awesome. Thank you so much. You're welcome. All right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah,